Welcome to our podcast, The Third Option. In a binary world that's caught up in right versus wrong, left versus right, and good versus evil, we see the love of God as a third option. I'm Rick Manis. And I'm Judy Manis. Join us here every week for conversations about the magnificent love of God that we believe can and will change this world. Enjoy! Well, this is part two of our um, uh, conversation on the cosmic battle between good and evil. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I always feel like there should be this... The cosmic yes, battle. <laughs> because it's this big concept of like Armageddon and all the it's, bad It's like our like real that. life is some kind of a video game, right? <laughs> exactly. And so, so uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about these dividing lines that we make that God doesn't see. We, we spoke about some of them in episode one, uh, but let's talk about it some more. This, is, this really bears a lot of, uh, a lot of talk and a lot of, a lot of looking at. It's, it's a revolutionary idea for a lot of people uh, to think that God, um, God's not seeing this the way we are. A lot of times we assume that God's, God's thinking what we're thinking about this. Well, and, in a way, when we made that choice in the garden, we became little gods. Or in our minds, we felt like we were doing what God would do. Except we, did, we, we took on the knowledge of good and evil without choosing the love of the tree of life. And if we had stayed connected with God, we would have had the love first. Right. The, the... And you can still know, we can still know things that are right or wrong or which mm-hmm. are things that are good for us and things that are not good for us. Sure. We can still know that, but we would be, we would be led by love, which is what we now have actually with Christ. His love has been poured in our hearts. It's just that it's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Even in church circles, a lot of times it seems that, that we're talking more about about evil, we're talking. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't have an awareness of it because nobody's really, um, you know, putting it out like yeah. and, and making it like a, a, giving a God perspective. And certainly not that we know everything about it, but we we've we've seen something that has changed our hearts and it, and it's made us different and it's brought such joy and peace and love and 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 uh, it brings such a power in our life. And that's why we wanted to talk about it. Uh, in these podcasts, we call it the third option, not left, not right, not center, not good, not bad, not dark, not, not, not you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's the perspective of heaven is what we're talking about. And it's a beautiful perspective oh, if yeah, you it's can God's touch heart. it. Yeah. It's yeah. God's heart. And yeah. his heart is right. Whatever his idea about this is, it's better than our ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what we want to bring out, first of all, is that, uh, as we were saying in the last episode, God's heart, because he's love. He doesn't like or want or he does not promote division and separation. It was always fallen man that brought that about. You know, what's so interesting is that God, if you you understand the Trinity, God is in community himself. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There's something about love that needs or wants someone to pour it onto. So there's this nature of love being to share it with yeah undivided unseparate but but rather giving this is why god made man and the way you know the way it's spoken in genesis is god said let us make man elohim 
Elohim, which Elohim, is the us. plural of yeah, God. God. And uh, said, so let's make men because love wants somebody to share it with. We, he wanted us in, in his community. Mm. He wanted to be with us, wanted us to be one with him. But, but love gives a choice. And that's why he gave us that choice to be in community with him, to choose him, to be in touch and in fellowship with him. Or we could go it alone and be, like you said, our own little gods making judgments. But we were making judgments without the wisdom or the heart or the love. Of, without the lo love sees things in a whole bigger way, the higher way. It's the most excellent way, the Bible says. And we, we went off on our own without the most excellent thing <laughs> to be able to do this. Mm. Uh, and so that's why there's so much trouble, right? There is so mm -hmm. much hate and fear and anger because fear is basically the opposite uh, of love. It certainly brings about the opposite of what love brings. Fear brings anger and anger brings hatred and hatred brings suffering. And, and that's just very simply what we have had in this fallen world. And religion is a part of the world too. Religion is not a part of the kingdom of God. Uh, in fact, you know, they say most wars, and that's probably true, most wars were involved with, you know, religion was heavily involved in most of the wars of mankind, this idea of good versus evil. Yeah, if you if we win the war, then you must follow our... Our good. Our God, like what we think mm -hmm. is, is, is right. But there was never really a... Um, a free choice in it. It was just a forcing, mm -hmm. and and that never it's really. What religion, yeah. religion tries to impose. Like an outward. And God is just God is simply He's love, and He works within our hearts. And maybe these conversations will spur something in our hearts and cause us to to to, to have a sense of adventure about re releasing this power that we have that that can change the world. There's only one hope for the world, and it is the heart of our Creator. It's God. It's His love. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm excited as, as someone who has been totally lost and in the dark, totally selfish, totally blind and didn't know a thing about anything really. Uh, but even though you don't know a thing, you still talk like you know some things, right? <laughs> but to have found, first of all, that God loves me. Um, and after that, to begin to see that love start to come out of me towards other people that at one time could never have, have, have been given or expressed because I didn't see people that way. And that one reason was because I didn't see me that way. And it wasn't until I found out how God sees me that God saw me as precious because I did, like you were saying about Adam in the last episode, the first thing he did with that, with that knowledge of good and evil was judge himself. And he judged himself not worthy. And I had judgments on me. I was not worthy, certainly, of, of, of God. That's one reason I've tried to not have any dealings with him, because if there was a God, he certainly couldn't be happy with me. He certainly couldn't like me <laughs> the way I was, the way I saw myself. And I, felt, and I seemed like I was, um, I felt like I was unlovable um, for a lot of different reasons. And then I find out that God loves me and he likes me. It's so interesting when you talk about it that way because it's almost like you were separating from yourself. Yeah. Like you were taking a, 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 a not nice view mm -hmm. of this beautiful creation yeah. that God really made in you. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how beautiful I really was. Mm-hmm. And we do that with everybody else. We do that with, with the rest of mankind. We're blinded. We're just not seeing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, 
Paul talks in the Bible about, about people being willingly ignorant, not wanting to see. But uh, let's talk about these things because there is a perspective of heaven. God, you know, God gives us his heart and his ways and his thoughts. And they're in they're They're a part of who we are. They're in the spirit. We just got to be able to, you know, uh, push, put our natural human knowledge of good and evil mind aside and and let the, you know, start making decisions and, pers- and having perspectives with our with our heart, our true Christ heart that we have. And it's a heart that wants to love this world, not hate them, not fight them, not destroy them. It's a it's a maturity, right? right. Like a, a maturing. It is a maturity. Yeah. And when we don't have that, when we feel like we have to go to war, it's because we're afraid. That's why people go to war, right? They're afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're afraid that if they don't, you know, something worse will happen. They'll be destroyed, or you know, mm-hmm. or the things that are dear to them will be destroyed. Um, we I need have, to take a look at what things really are dear to us. So I have a question for you, because in Second Corinthians six seventeen, there's this scripture, and it was a scripture when I was a new Christian. I really took to heart, and it's a scripture that talks about come, come out from them, come up and away from them. Mm. What does light have to do with darkness? And I remember I was really close with a group of people who were, were spiritual, but they weren't Christians. And I became a Christian and I was wrestling with uh, these friendships, and I didn't know whether I was supposed to try to stay friends with them. It was really hard because they weren't um, very accepting of my mm-hmm. my decision. But I didn't want to just throw them away. But I felt like this scripture was saying, "Look, you know, you're in light now, and and why do you want to, you know, hang out with right. these people who are in the dark?" And mm-hmm. and I thought, well, maybe I'm supposed to just cut them out of my life right. and just be around other people who are yeah. are like minded. Yeah. But um. I had, had, and most of us uh, 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 probably have have had a similar experience, um, mainly because of that verse that that, that we find or that is given to us. Um, Two things here. First of all, we know Jesus didn't do that. Right. (laughs) In fact, he would go out of his way to be with those who were different. (laughs) Um, uh, When he says, come out and be separate, from them, he's he's saying, "Don't be like them. Don't be like them." Well, how are they? How how is the world that we've been talking about? Don't be like them. In this case, we would say, "Don't be unloving. Don't be unkind. Don't be unpeaceful. Be loving. Be a peacemaker." And the Bible says that. Be be everything that the fruit of the spirit entails. Be be love. Be joy. Be peace. Be gentleness, goodness, kindness, and so on. Patience. Mm-hmm. Be that. Don't be like them, <laughs> and and so there again, Jesus. He was when he would go and be with the Samaritan, which would be the gay, the liberal, the the pro or anti-vaxer or whatever you know, which would be somebody different <laughs> that believes mm-hmm. different, thinks different, not like you. When he would go do that, what was he doing? He was he was being like his father. He said, "I'm just doing." what I see my father do. And I don't see my father separating himself from these people. I see him embracing them. So that's what I am doing. Mm-hmm. And how, what, when he was doing that, how, what, he was also very, very different from everybody else that he was around, around him. So he was separate. 
in that way, but he was like the father and being like the father, he didn't have to draw lines between him and other humans, other people. In fact, being very different the way he was being, uh, you know, not being like the world, he was able to embrace those that the world felt they could not embrace. That's our father's heart. That's good. That's our father's love. See, he doesn't like separatisms. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like, here, here's something we want to throw out. This whole thing of, you know, we, these labels that, 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 that we put on people in groups. We use the isms, and we call them an ist. They're a, a futurist. They're a preterist. They're a kingdomist. They're a rapturist. They're a whatever. communist. Communist. <laughs> they're a socialist. They're a capitalist. They're a this kind of capitalist. They're this. They're, they're whatever. They're, they're, all these things and whatever those terms are used, what are they? They're, they're terms of separation. It's always talking about either another group of people or your group that's all camped in within its little walls here, and we are this, and they are that. And, you know, a lot of times when people, these names came up because of it's, it's used as a pejorative. It's like it's something that's, that's supposed to make you look bad, you know. Like you can talk to someone and say, well, do you believe in this, what the Bible says? And they're like, no, I'm not that kind of ist. I'm not a futurist or I'm not a preterist or I'm not a rapturist or I'm not a, you know, these different things. Um, and and it's it's usually used in a negative. You put a label on things. Well, I was thinking even the using of the word makes a person small because, yeah, yeah. like, even I'm thinking of the McCarthy era where they were always looking for people who might have communist communist uh, ideas or thoughts and how mm-hmm. the the arts, the world of the arts and theater, and all of these people were suspect because. They were human beings with ideas that maybe aligned with what a communist mm-hmm. was, but they weren't necessarily, that's the only thing about them, you know. And so it made them like kind of small and very... And, and um, dangerous and somebody that was no good. Subversive, and Somebody that yeah. we had to either put them in prison or get rid of but them But there was somewhere. so much more to them that you can't just put it all in this one name and mm-hmm. just make that who that person is, right? And th- exactly. And that's that, that's the, the God's eye view that we have. When we look at people, we see preciousness. We see gold. We do see what God made. We see the pearl of great price that he cares about because it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if it's beautiful to him, then it's just beautiful. It's not that he thinks something ugly is good. Mm-hmm. It's that he thinks something good is good. If God thinks it, it's right. If we think if we think it's ugly, but God thinks it's good, then we're the ones that aren't seeing it, right? Right. I think for myself, I can see my own growth when I'm around somebody. And when I leave them, it used to be my first thought was what was wrong with them or what was different from me than mm-hmm. them. And now I'll, a lot of times I go away and I see what's amazing about them or what's beautiful mm-hmm. about them. And it, 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 it's, it's less attractive to what separates us and more uh, of what is good about uh, that human or that situation that we were in or that exchange we just had. And it's, uh, it's I think, a maturing because it leaves me feeling uh, more at peace and it leaves 
them really built up and lifted up and not yeah. um, made separate yeah. from myself. You become more like Christ to those people. You become more loving, more embracing, more accepting and all that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are, are scared of that. And and we, we need to know real, a real, real, what we would call a religious spirit or religious attitude. It's an attitude of fear. It's afraid of some. It's afraid that somebody's going to say something wrong. Afraid that somebody's going to do something wrong. What is that? That is simply being motivated by the knowledge of good and evil. That low life Babylonian. You know, mm. it's just it's it's not good. It's not godly. But what does it do? It just it 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 puts religious robes on itself to make it look authoritative and good and right. And we're here to say it's totally bogus. <laughs> it's totally not God. It's just a big, uh, a, a big pretender. God is love. Um, you know, Paul dealt with um, with divisions even in the church, even in the early days. And he says, "Well, I'm hearing that there's divisions among you." And he says, "I kind of believe it." He says, "Because I hear some of you are saying, well, 'Well, I'm of this group. I'm an I Apollist. Apollo. I'm Apollist. <laughs> I follow Paul.' Uh-huh. He didn't like that." No, he says because he says is Christ divided? And he says wasn't there one 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 God? Isn't there one Spirit? It, one Spirit? Isn't there one faith? <laughs> and, you know, and so on. he said there's not a whole bunch of these. Christ is not divided. So there again we see it. it it's not in in Him. There there are no divisions, and this is truth. This is the reality. If we would look at at at, at Him in Him. There is no Jew, no Greek, no black, no white, no male, no female, no this, that. What? There's no in Christ. There's no vax or anti-vax. There is no Democrat or Republican in Christ. There's no American or Saudi Arabian in Christ. And this is who we're where we're going to live is in Christ forever and ever and ever. Eternity. Yeah. Eternity. And we make big deals out of these these things that. These thoughts of our mind, and most of them are motivated by fear. And we, we, we produce these, the, we create these lines. And what do these lines do? It always, always brings about more fear, and then anger, and hate, and then more destruction. You see this really well in politics where you first have to create an idea of fear mm-hmm. so that then you can come up with the idea to conquer the fear mm-hmm. and you you can get people behind you to prevent this fear which the fear itself may have never even been even real even, even, real. A, even a real thing a yeah. lot of times it's created mm-hmm. politics is the worst when it comes to this because they, what if what, what if this happens down the road mm-hmm. what if 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 you let it go like this it's going to end up here mm-hmm. like it's just it's just it's, accepted it's like a it's tactic and they know what they're doing it's called protracted fear in other words this isn't happening right now but if we let this camel's nose in this is what will happen so and and that's why they have terms like this is the most important election ever in history. They say that every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if we don't make the right choice now, you know, the whole thing is going to be destroyed. They say those things. And why is that? On purpose, mm-hmm. they're using fear and protracted fear, and they play the people for patsies. Mm-hmm. And this is true. Not, and I'm not talking about the American government. I, we love, most of us love what we were founded on and the ideals of what we were founded on. We're not living up to it completely, but the ideal is there for us to grow into. But 
um, but but politicians themselves, by and large, seem to have come into this this whole game to where they use us, they use our fears to give them power, and that's what mm-hmm. so many want. It's about greed and power, uh, not not these big these these crazy conspiracy theories that that people are just making up. There's enough there's enough real things that are going on where again it's simply mankind operating by fear, anger, hate and bringing about um, suffering. I was going to say, even in the church, you see it when, um, you know, sometimes like even playing cards or, or, mm-hmm. or drinking root beer out of a bottle. Like it will it, lead to. It, it, would, it would start getting people nervous that this is going to lead to, mm-hmm. um, you know, more uh, intense sin or, or whatever. And to prevent those things. That's mm-hmm. why all those laws were created in the mm-hmm. Bible and then laws upon laws. Like we want to prevent the possibility of this ever happening and bless our hearts. We were trying to do well. We were trying to do something good, you know, to prevent, you know, a, a future misstep, but it just was, was not a, a good system to try and operate That's under. That's a good point. Cause our motives can be sincere, Yes, but operating, you know, operating in that system, the knowledge of good and evil, we don't bring about good. It's a tree that promises good fruit, but it doesn't produce it. It doesn't, it, it looked good. Remember, it looked good to Eve yeah. in the Garden of Eden. It looked good. It looked like it would produce wisdom. It looked like it would make us godly. Mm. But it just does not. And it focuses on what is wrong mm-hmm. rather than being able to see the reality uh, that the Word tells us is look at something else. What's good? What's pure? What's true? What's lovely? What's of good report? Because God made all of this good. It's man and his knowledge of good and evil or being led by that that has made all of these things bad and has brought about all of this suffering. Yeah, that's good. Jesus himself prayed for unity, didn't he? Uh, John 17. Uh, uh, that's like a huge chapter of, of a prayer that he prayed for us to be unified. I really called that the true Lord's Prayer. You know, the one that we call the Lord's Our Prayer Father, when they said, teach us to heaven. pray. He said, yeah. well, here's a pattern for you. Da, da, da. Yeah. But when we hear, see him really praying from his heart to yeah. the Father by yeah. himself, mm-hmm. this to me, John 17, is our Lord's Prayer. His prayer is that we would be unified. At, let, them be, let them be one just like you and I. Mm-hmm. Remember we were talking earlier about uh, the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, the union of that. Mm-hmm. And he says, I want them in that too, just like we are. Yeah. Let them all be one with each other and one with us. That's good. I remember recently I had a um, a disagreement or a fight with a friend, and I really wanted to just cut her out of my life. <laughs> like I just didn't want to be around her anymore. And I was really, really hurt by her and upset by her. And when I really thought about it and that, you know, you know what we're talking about, that Jesus's prayer for unity, I really came to the realization that that was not an option for me as, uh, you know, a child of God, his primary desire for me is to stay in union with people, even people who might 
intentionally or unintentionally hurt me. You know, there's this sense of wanting to protect yourself and, and keep yourself from being harmed and hurt. But he's big and him living in me allowed me to go back and repair, forgive, uh, restore, and over time, um, you know, have a friendship. That Perfect love casts out fear. Fear brings that sense of us trying to protect ourselves. So sometimes we'll, we can get into such a corner where it's like we're, we don't, we're afraid that people are going to hurt us or, or, you know, in some way where it's like, I just don't want to have any friends. I don't want to talk to it's anybody. Like you don't want to, you don't want to bear the pain. Yeah. It's painful, whether it's emotional pain or physical mm. pain. So you want to kind of prevent that from ever happening. But what Jesus does is he makes us big enough that we can actually withstand the pain without having to shriek from it. Right. Oh, right. And, and actually overcome and bring in something, bring in a whole new kingdom. Actually bring blessing to the person oh, trying yeah. to persecute bringing us. Bringing love. This is like, uh, revolutionary, love your enemies. That's yeah. what Jesus said. And this is how it's going to end up. We might as well get on with it because he <laughs> said the whole earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of this. He says, though the vision has tarried, it will surely come to pass. And it's, mm -hmm. this is his vision. It's God's vision that he stated in the Old Testament in, in Habakkuk chapter 2. Jesus repeated it again in John chapter 17 that they may be one. I love it. And it's going to be. Mm -hmm. It's happening. Slow but sure. But I it's can here. see it happening in my life even. Yeah, I see it happening in mine with too. With friendships and things yeah. like that example I just gave mm -hmm. that there's more unity in my life than than um, separating myself yeah. from people who might will. Unity will is not a me. bad thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's there are some people that that actually talk about it like it's not a like it's not even a godly thing. How mm -hmm. did that happen? Somebody made up some weird thing about being afraid of unity and being afraid of, of of all of us in the world being you know loving one another and being in community and being one and you know they uh, there's we'll talk about uh, one world government in another episode. But <laughs> oh yeah. But that's a that's a that's, that's another thing. But Jesus is is about that. He's not he's not out to he's not trying to get rid of the cancer of evil people. He didn't destroy Rome. He yeah. was here. Why didn't Jesus destroy Rome? They all thought he would. Right, Just and wanted him to. Kind of, that's kind of what the Pharisees were wanting: is a Messiah that would conquer the evil yeah. ruling party or rid of the evil. ruling country of the day. And and he really had no interest no. in that. And yeah. then when he leaves, before he leaves, he says, "You know what." There's still tribulation in the world, but be, be of good, good cheer, cheer because in me there's peace mm -hmm. and I've overcome the world. Mm -hmm. And this is what overcomes the world. It's our walk with him, our faith, the love of God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the love of God casts out the fear that we see working from day one of the fall of man mm -hmm. and ever since. Mm -hmm. And man has been giving in to that over and over and over again. Love conquers all of it that's good and it's happening and it's 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 been given to us but we're seeing it arise and, and it Manifest. takes the ascendancy and like you said it's you can see it happening in your own person i can see it happening in mine we even have a podcast talking about it now <laughs> right right i love it you so know, we'll talk about this more in the next episode okay all right thanks that was really good thanks all right we'll see you next time
Hey, if you've enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review. And if these conversations have encouraged you, head on over to our website at rickmanis.com. There's all kinds of resources there, so check it out. Have a great day.